Have you ever wanted to be more superhuman? Are you ready to contribute to the future of humanity while well, you're in the right place? Join Michelle and AJ now for the Becoming Superhuman podcast. You'll be glad that you did. Before we go any further, I'll do the formal introduction of Lisa. Are you Gil or Jill? Gil. Gil. Lisa Gill. <laughs> and I love the I love the title of your talk today. And it's Don't Quit in This Valley. We are not done yet. I love that title. It just infers that there is so much more that we get to experience and find out and know and learn. And it's it's just so beautiful. I'm very much looking forward to your talk and you sharing your wisdom on rebuilding, mindset, gratitude, and many other things, no doubt. So um, another hi to Ivan. Do we say your name that way? Where it's raining. Gosh, it is cold here, but at least it's sunny. What's it like where you are, Lisa, weather-wise? It's same, windy, so windy. So it's freezing cold. I've got my tea to warm me up, so it's all good. Well, I am grateful in these times for my superhuman cape because it is actually very (laughs) cosy. On that note, we are handing over to you, the lovely Lisa, and please share some of your wisdom with us. Thank you. Well, can I just say, first of all, I've had the most amazing week listening so far to all the speakers and all the sessions. So thank you to you and AJ, because this has been phenomenal. And I was just saying to Michelle before I jumped on here um, that my kids have picked up so much because I've had it playing in the background as we've been working and doing schoolwork and everything. So I just always say more is caught than taught. So hopefully it started to sink into them as well as they've been listening. So thank you to you guys, first of all. Um, I'm really grateful to be here with you today. Uh, I did have my inner critic that we talked about yesterday with Sally Anderson um, pop up yesterday afternoon. And I said to AJ, I feel severely underqualified to be here. But (laughs) do you know what? Um, If I can share with you today a little bit about my story or our story, because it's my family's story really, and give you some tools and some strategies that I discovered going through one of my deepest valleys, that maybe there's someone out there who needs to hear that. Because my valley was absolutely around financial loss that we went through at a time not too dissimilar to this. I mean, we didn't have the health crisis around it and the isolation around it as well. But we went through one of our deepest valleys during the global financial crisis. And I know one of the um, you know things happening at the moment is just the amount of stress people are going through when they've lost their job or when there's businesses that are downturning and Uh, That's exactly what happened to us. Um, Ten years ago, we were living on the Gold Coast here in Australia and everything was wonderful. You know, we we had our own beautiful home. We had our own businesses. I'd spent about 10 years working in the medical industry. So I'd managed a big plastic surgery centre and um, clinic up on the Gold Coast and just left doing that when I had my second child and started my own consulting business. My husband then had his own business in the construction industry. So he built concrete swimming pools for both backyards and big developments as well. So we were plodding along quite well, really. And then when the GFC hit, uh, I don't know how all of you were affected by that 10 years ago, but it kind of didn't hit the Gold Coast. We were kind of insulated for the first 12 months or so, but boy, did it hit after that. Um, You know, the two industries that 
the Gold Coast thrives on is construction and tourism. And construction stopped because the, the value of everything dropped so much. I mean, I think the Gold Coast was the, the one area in Australia where the most home loans were being recalled by banks because the value of houses had dropped lower than the, the loan was. So there were people going through that. And then it was cheaper to actually go to Disneyland than it was to come to the Gold Coast. So the tourism industry died as well. So in one foul swoop, and it happened so quickly, um, we just found ourselves struggling. And we'd gone from building, I don't know, 150, 180 pools a year in our business to I think it was 30 in the last year that we were in business. So that was a big hit. Um, businesses started to just slow down a little bit. So my consulting business slowed down too. So we were the ones laying awake at night every morning at 2 a.m. and wondering how are we going to keep our head above water? I, I don't know how we're going to do this. And I know that's where a lot of people are right now. And I understand the stress. I understand the fear, the uncertainty that goes with that. And it can impact so many parts of our lives. So what I want to do today is share with you how we came out the other side, because it all actually started from within. I know that that sounds really crazy. And especially when it's so stressful going through something like that right now, you're thinking that's never going to help. Um, but that's where I just want to share my story. And just let you know, there's hope. And even though it seems like the biggest, deepest pit at the moment, um, no one else is going to pull you out of that pit. It has to be you that pulls you out the other side of that pit. So let's start here and see where we can work. And look, I'm probably preaching to the converted with many of you. I'm sure you've done so much of this work. So I guess I, I'm really talking to those people who, like me, it was about how do I build my business bigger? How do we have more? How do we do more? How do we be more? Because that's all I was used to at the moment. I hadn't looked inside and, and discovered that there's so much more to life than just going to work every day, wanting more, um, you know, discovering everything that there's more to life and that we're not alone and all those sorts of things, that's what came to me. So that's where my story was at that point. Um, unfortunately, before we... Before you keep going, Lisa, I just want you to know that someone's just popped in the chat box how lovely it is that you are sharing and they've said it's very appreciated. So... Do you know what? I, I have shared this well, I've shared this story. I've been really comfortable sharing our story for years now. My husband keeps saying to me, stop telling everyone we went broke. <laughs> I said, no, that's where people need to know they're not going through this alone. Um, I was a part of the last leading ladies group that AJ did and beautiful Gillian, who was part of that as well. She shared a quote and it was um, just so, so beautiful. And it was friendships are born when someone says, what, you too? I thought it was just me. And that's why Amen. I shared the story. Amen. That's Amen. why I share my story. Keep sharing. People are loving it. So many people who are going through this and think they're the only ones that are feeling as bad as what they do. So we ended up actually losing everything. So we got to a point where we just could not keep our heads above water anymore. So we had to sell our home. The only way that, I mean, we had banks trying to give us more money and we're, we're sitting there going, we will never be able to pay you back. And yet they just wanted to give us more and try and think our way out of this problem. And um, we just got to the point where we said, we just need to call it quits. We just need to walk away from these two businesses. And we sold our home, put every, all the equity we had in our home, which was our dream home. We sold our home and used every cent we had um, to pay everyone. We still had a heap of debt, but the one thing we didn't want to do was go bankrupt. We just thought we can't do that. We dealt with a lot of small family-based businesses, and we just thought we can't do that. So we knew we were going to have years of rebuilding, um, but we still thought, you know what, we just have to do what we feel is the right thing. 
So we did that and uh, sold everything. And I'll never forget the day that I had to clean our home and hand over the keys. And it was what we thought was going to be our forever home. And we, um, you know, everyone was there helping and most people had left. And my husband came into the house and said, stop cleaning. You don't have to do this. Just come on, we're ready to go. And I said, no, I need to hand this house over like I would want to walk into it. So I was scrubbing everything and uh, walked out the front door, jumped in the car and thought, okay, just don't look back because we lived at the top of a hill and I looked a beautiful valley in the hinterland on the Gold Coast. And I started to drive down the road and I just thought, don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. And I did look back in the rear vision mirror and I just saw our house just sort of getting further and further away. And I just thought, I don't know what I have to do, but I need to make sure that never happens again. So that was kind of the beginning of the journey. And I, as I said, I had been very much living all up here. It was all thinking and overthinking and numbers. And I had never once stopped and sat and thought how grateful I was for our life, how grateful I was for our boys. We had two boys and we have two step, I have two stepchildren as well. My husband had two other children. And I had never once stopped and looked at our beautiful home, our beautiful family and all that we had and thought, I am so grateful, not once. And so that's where I actually started to look. And it came, you know, I we'd gone through losing everything. We ended up having to move away eight hours away from the Gold Coast. We now live down here in the Hunter Valley. My husband was lucky enough to get a job in the mining industry, all this debt hanging over our head. But it was so difficult to move away. My father had just passed away um, and all my family, I'm one of six children, my mum and all my brothers and sisters are on the Gold Coast. So it was so difficult to move away. And we moved away and I had a, a beautiful aunt that lived in the same town that we moved to in Musselbrook here in the Hunter Valley. And she gave me a CD one day. So this was, you know, I was literally in the corner drinking at night, trying to cover up all the hurt and the pain and the uncertainty and the fear and all those sorts of things, having a bottle of wine at night and just cover, cover, cover it up. And um, she had given me a CD to listen to and I, I knew nothing about it. And I put it in the car the next day. I ended up getting another job down in Russellbrook. My husband was working as well, had no idea how we would come out of this debt but put this CD in the, the car and it just started, was Wayne Dyer's, one of Wayne Dyer's. It was 10 Secrets um, for Success and Inner Peace. And I think it's actually more designed for, for teenagers. <laughs> so that's the level that I was at <laughs> of self-reflection and, and learning about all this. But it just had this phenomenal effect on me. And I started to practice gratitude. And and that's what I say, you know, at this time when you just have all of this angst and fear, um, it's going within and starting to practice things like this that are going to help you come out of it and see the opportunities and see the and, and hear um, solutions that come up around you for what you're going through at the moment. Because when you're in that pit and energetically and emotionally, you're just so down and oh, just heavy, Not, you can't hear and see anything. But when you start to actually come within and working on you first, and for me that was gratitude, I just started to feel lighter and I just started to feel, you know what, um, there's going to, something's going to come, there's going to be a solution. So I listened to the CD. I changed the way I drove to work. So I used to drive an hour to work, to and from work each day, and I actually changed to go from the fastest route to work to go through beautiful horse studs and, you know, 
all these beautiful cliffs and rolling hills so that I could actually look around me and go, look at what I'm driving through and just feel that gratitude. I started to feel gratitude for the fact I had a job to go to and that I had a car and we had a roof over our head and I still had my kids and my husband and that became more important than anything else. So that gratitude for me was the turning point that meant I can, I can start to look past this. So can you just clarify for us how, because to go from being so focused on the day-to-day of the wrap-up of your life and, you know, starting a new life and not do any or not practice any kind of gratitude and then suddenly decide that you're going to practice gratitude, where did that come from? Where Did someone recommend it to you? Did you seek it out? Like where did you get the idea even? Well, that was the CD. So that was what this whole CD was about. So the CD is what initiated the gratitude. Absolutely. Taught you the steps to feel gratitude. So listening to that CD, it just gave you little things you could do every day, and I still do it to this day. You know, whatever I'm going through, um, you know, when all this started happening again, so a couple of months ago when we heard about the isolation and businesses starting to shut down. And so we are finally building our new forever home and we're so close, but we're paying rent and we're building the house. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, surely this isn't going to happen to us again. It can't happen to us again. So that fear started to creep in and I thought, nope, I just have to up all the, the tools that I've learned to make sure that we don't fall into that pit again. So I upped my gratitude. So every time I started to feel that little bit of my heart racing, going, oh, my God, what's happening? It's like, no, it's okay. We've got through this before no matter what happens. We could lose it all again. And I know that what we really need is just each other and the relationships and the love and the family that we have, and we're going to be fine. So it was just stepping back into that place of gratitude constantly. And little things, like if I feel myself stressing through the day, I just stop and just think of the little things like, you know, my 11-year-old's beautiful smile when he comes into the room and my 16-year-old raises his eyebrows at me in this really cheeky sort of a way. So I stop and just think, it's all right, they're the things I'm grateful for more than anything. So it was that gratitude that was the shift though, absolutely the gratitude. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still do my affirmations. Um, I had a beautiful mindset coach that I worked with for a while and he, he, these are his words, but I say them five times, five times a day. So I stop, I have my alarm set on my phone and I say out loud, I'm so happy and grateful for perfect health, unstoppable confidence and a constant, a constant abundance of time, money and freedom in my life. I attract the right people, resources and opportunities to enable me to be and that's whatever your goal and your vision is at that time. So that's still how every day I practice gratitude and um, really then finish that with my I am statements, which is also something I learned through reading and listening to Wayne Dyer. He literally saved my life is what I tell people. And I, you know what I love about what you're talking about in relation to gratitude is you could be a refugee in a refugee camp. You could be someone who is experiencing the most terrible um, terminal illness somewhere you could be someone who is dying in a hospital. You could be anyone and gratefulness and gratitude is still accessible to you and it's free. Absolutely. And it's easy to do. It's I, I think it's like the whole secret weapon to everything. Honestly. I do too. I absolutely do because it just shifts you like that straight away. You could be really feeling like crap and all of a sudden it's like, I'm recognising where I'm going with this and this could spiral. It's like, no, just stop and just sit and what are you grateful for? And it sounds really corny, 
But when you attach it to a feeling, and that's the next thing that I had to learn, was how important um, the feeling that's attached to the gratitude and also, you know, I'm talking now about, so that was how I got through it really and or how we got through it. And um, then going, getting to the other side and thinking, okay, well, how do I turn things around now? So I'm, I'm learning how to cope in the moment a little bit better, but how do I, how am I going to turn this around? Like we needed income. We needed money coming into the house. We needed to find solutions and um, just to put food in the fridge really. And I was just thinking, how do I, how do I turn this around? So I learned about the power of visualizations. And again, to this day, there's not a day I don't get out of my bed before I do my visualization. But the, the big key for me, I think, was learning that the, the language that we have to speak when it comes to visualizations is the heart language. So we, we sort of have this picture in our head, but it's only when you connect it to the heart that you're going to see things start to manifest in your life. And, and when I found out about visualizations, I felt like, okay, there's hope after all. It just gave me the hope I was looking for. So I worked really hard at, um, I wasn't great at pictures in my head, um, but I worked really hard. And you know what the hardest thing is? It's figuring out what the hell you want. And I think at the moment while we're going through this, we have the opportunity to sit here now while we're in isolation and we've heard this so many times, what do you actually want to rush back to? What do you want to take back as part of your normal everyday life? And we get to decide that. We actually have complete control over what we want our life to look like when we come out of this. So that's what you visualise. You know, what does your everyday look like? For me, and this was just my thing, I was devastated when we lost our house because my mum and dad, um, we moved from the Hunter Valley where we lived and we moved to Byron Bay. I grew up in Byron Bay. And very blessed to grow up in Byron Bay. But my mum and dad never brought a house again. And we moved so many times that I hated that we didn't have that family base that we could always go back to. And I watched my cousins grow up in that sort of environment. So my one goal as a parent was to create this beautiful home space for my kids that I don't care what age they are, they know their bedroom sitting there waiting for them if the shit ever hits the fan. So um, when I we brought our house and we'd been creating this beautiful home for the kids and then we lost it, that just, that hurt more than anything else. So when I say that my biggest dream and my biggest goal was to get our home back again, it wasn't the house and what it looked like, it was so I could create a home again for my boys. So that's, you have to decide exactly what it is you want. But then you have to decide why you want that. So the picture of it and the material object itself isn't the visualisation. The feeling is the visualisation, okay? The picture is what you visualise, but it's the feeling that's going to talk to the universe and talk to God, whatever you believe. It's the heart language that you need to step into. So how do you feel it? Um, I really loved a visual. I'm a visual person. And the visual I got was... Um, to teach me how to step into that heart space. There's a story of these two little little twins, the girl twins, and they were born very premature. And as soon as premature babies are born, they're obviously taken and separated and put into their own um, incubators or humidity cribs or whatever they're called. I'm, I'm a little bit naive to that, sorry. But they're separated and put into these um, incubators or whatever they're called to survive. And one of them was thriving and the other one was not doing well at all. And a nurse went against all protocol and picked up the little tiny baby that was um, that was struggling and not thriving and put it in with 
the sister who was thriving. And this is what happened. Through no direction from anyone, no one came and picked up that little girl's arm and put it around her sister. That was instinctively what happened. So we're born with this. But when you saw that picture, you probably felt it right there. That's where I felt it the very first time I saw it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the heart language. That's where we have to feel our visualisation when you're doing it. So understanding that was a game changer for me, Um, knowing that, um, you know, it was the feeling wrapped around the visual. So you have to be very clear with your visualisations. I knew I knew the car I'd drive into my driveway. I knew what the garage door would look like as it went up. I knew the parquetry floor that would be on the floor. I knew that my husband would be standing in the beautiful white kitchen and my boys would be in the pool in the backyard and the smiles on their faces was just, it just hit me straight away. I'd walk to my office and see my beautiful office and put my bag on my chair. Like I pictured every part of this home. It had to be so, you have to be so particular with the details but then it's a feeling that you have to attach to it. And that feeling is gratitude as if it's already been done. So I actually do my visualisation and in my head I'm saying it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. It's I just jump, and I just jump in on what you just said because there's something really important to pull out there is you said you have to visualise it as though it's already been done. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people when they're going through these processes, don't understand why that's so important. So I just want to explain that, is that the way that you're basically talking about manifesting something into your life without using that word, but the way that manifesting works is that you have to believe that you are in that place at that time with those people, having those thoughts, having those feelings, because that is what creates the feeling of abundance. If you feel as though that thing is five years out or two years out or one year out or six months out, you create that feeling of lack. Mm -hmm. If you are coming from a place of lack, you will not be able to experience the gratitude, the visualisations successfully as you're talking about. So I just wanted to tease that out for people so they understand. And when you're talking to your brain as well, I know we've just been talking about the heart language, but when you're talking to your brain and you're already saying, this is what I will have, you're already telling your brain you don't have it anymore. And the brain will believe whatever we tell it. So we need to say, it's done. I'm just feeling the gratitude as if it's already been done. And I I love Will Smith has a saying that, you know, when I want something, I put it out there to the universe and I know it's done already. I've just got to, got to wait for it to show up for you all to see. And that's kind of how I feel now. When you tap into this, you can have and be and do so much more. And I say that's to give more. But you are not in this alone. There's someone or something, there's an energy, whatever you want to call it, walking beside you every step of the way. And you just have to learn how to actually start talking the language. And that is from your heart. And gratitude is the biggest thing. So it's grateful as if it's already been done. It's done already somewhere. I could just jump in here for everyone who is listening and we're getting more numbers actually on, on both channels, which is great for anyone who has just jumped into Lisa's story. I'd encourage you to listen to what she's talking about, but also to ask lots of questions because it's through the person, it's through the process of us being able to ask another person the questions that allows us a bit more insight into our own life. And because Lisa is talking about something that's so relevant to so many people right now, at this point in time, I think that you'll be surprised that your questions 
also help everybody else in the actual session. So feel free to jump your questions either in the live stream if you're watching there or in the Q&A section on the Zoom side of the world. Thanks, Lisa. So the other thing that that visualisation does for me every day, and as I said, I still do it every single morning, is it gets my vibration right for the day. So your energy is coming into the room before you do. So what does your energy feel like? You know, if you want to start seeing solutions around you and hearing the conversations that you might miss usually, we have to have this vibration and be open to it. And that's that reticular activating system in the back of our brain. It's a whole nother session probably. Um, but there's so much, and there's already been quite a few sessions where people have spoken about vibration. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into that other than the fact that if you can have a really crystal clear vision, the, the more clear your vision the more intricate it is, the higher the vibration, okay? And the more you stop and think about that visualisation every day, you're going to keep that vibration nice and high. Now, the way that I understood vibration, because I am still just discovering all of this, so I've put a lot of this into practice for myself, um, but part of now is I don't even know how I'm going to help other people with this information or with my story, but I, I just know that everything we've been through for the last 10 years was for such a time as this that there's people out there who need to hear it and they need to start and maybe they've just never even started to look into this. So I'm very much the newbie out of everyone that's spoken, but um, what the visual that I got, again, I'm all about visuals, the visual that I was able to really understand how your vibration is just so important to what you receive back. Um, I'm just going to share my screen again, and you may have seen this already. Um, if I can find the video that I want to share. <laughs> It's actually not there anymore. Gosh, I must have closed it. Let me just see. Do you know what? I've closed it. So, no, I didn't. I found it. <laughs> Give me one second so I can share it with you now. There's too many screens open on my... There's a couple of questions. Do you want to take them now or after the video? Um, whatever you... I don't mind. Whatever you prefer. All right. Well, while you're figuring out the video, if you can answer a question at the same time, mm -hmm. someone's saying, any tips to reduce destruction-free visualisations? practice <laughs> practice yeah and that's why I do it in the morning before I get out of bed um you know I practice a miracle morning every morning and I'm only just learning meditation in the last 12 months thanks to AJ so that's going to be even more powerful but um the more I practiced it the more the clearer things became and it's just practice and or just making sure you're in a, a quiet, peaceful place. Um, you know, if the kids are running around everywhere, I take myself to another room if I feel like I need to do something. So it's quiet away from the, the away from actual distractions around you. But if it's distractions in your mind and, and starting to think ahead of things, it's it's practice. Practice every day. Okay, awesome. And another question: any tips on how you frame your talking with your brain? Like e.g. you've already done it scenario. Can you tease it out a little bit? People want a bit more on that. Well, I again, it's the feeling, um, but it's the language that you use. So I, there's a couple of great books that I read by um, a guy, his name is Shad Helmstetter, and he talks about one of his books is called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. So it's understanding how powerful your words are over everything. Your words have so much more power than what we give credit for. So it's changing the words that you use. And I am statements are so powerful. So using the words I am before anything um, is what is how your brain just believes that it's already done. So your, your brain will go out looking for information to support what you're saying and what your beliefs are. 
So the more you use I am statements rather than I will or I hope or one day, <laughs> that's it's the words you use is how you trick the brain into thinking this has already happened. And then it's just going to find information to support that, that fact. But in terms of your vibration and putting the right vibration out there every day, um, this is the, the visual that I got that helped me to understand I have to be crystal clear. You know, I say to people all the time, be careful what you wish for because you have to be crystal clear because what you receive is the picture that you're going, is the picture you and put out. your vague, the universe will be vague in return. Exactly, exactly. So um, this though, and I'll fast forward a few sections, but basically it's sand on a glass and they just keep in, sand on a metal plate and they just keep increasing the, the frequency, so increasing the vibration in the plate. And the higher the frequency gets, the more intricate the patterns get. So it shows us that the higher our frequency is, the higher the vibration is that we're putting out, the more intricate the, the picture we, you know, the more intricate the picture is that we're going to receive in return. And that's the, the sole purpose of what I've spoken about today is how do we get that vibration high so we can actually receive that feeling and that life that is what we want to go back to after this is all over. And the two, um, just to add to that, the two sessions that have specifically spoken about this exact same topic but from a different perspective were um, Shireen Smith talked about the water experiments, the Japanese guy who does those water experiments and it creates the different changes in the molecules based on whether the molecule is receiving love or hate. And then the other one was Peter Dixon the other day when he was talking about music and how different notes across a particular frame, which obviously vibrate at different levels, resonate differently with people. So it's just interesting to see how all of this is coming together from different people's perspectives. Absolutely, absolutely. And and for me, it's, you know, if going through it all again, it's just that gratitude and the gratitude for what you have right now and the gratitude for what you know is done already so that you receive it. And this is how, you know, there's other two words that I use a lot are tenacity and grit because we have you have to work hard to get back from something like this. You know, when you've lost everything or if you've lost a job and have to find a new job or if you have a business and you're rebuilding, you're going to have to have tenacity and grit. So tenacity is that perseverance where you commit until it's done. And when you have a really strong visualisation, that's what helps you to get out of bed every day, even when you're not seeing results in the beginning. How can I keep going? What's going to make me keep getting up and doing the do? When you have this amazing picture in your mind every single morning and you've attached a feeling to that, it's going to make you get up and do the do. So your visualisation is not just about actually receiving what it is you want. It's actually about having the perseverance and the, the mindset to get up and go, you know what, I'm going again. I'm doing it again today because I know I'm moving further closer to that visual that I just played through in my mind. And then when it comes to grit, I mean, that book that, um, what's her first name, Duckworth, I can't remember, Lee Duckworth, someone Lee Duckworth, but basically she says it's not talent that helps you achieve your goals. It's actually what goes through your mind when you fall down. So if you've fallen down through this, if you've been knocked completely knocked out, like we had the wind knocked out of us completely, but I knew no one else was going to be responsible for bringing us back from that. So wherever you are right now, unfortunately, um, it's you, or fortunately, because this is where you get to dig deep and learn the most about yourself. 
So that just showed you as I was talking through all that, sorry, I should have stopped talking a little bit, but um, it showed you the higher the frequency, the more intricate the pattern, the higher your vibration, the, the, the faster you're going to receive something into your life. And that affirmations, the visualizations, that's what's going to give you the tenacity and grit to keep going because you're not done yet. We are all put on this planet for a reason and every single one of us has an individual purpose and that is needed more than ever. So you're not done yet. Let's just keep going and figure out exactly what it is you want your life to look like and exactly how you want to feel. I mean, AJ's now taught me to not even chase the picture of what I want. I'm chasing now. So we're not chasing, that's the wrong word. What I'm actually um, attracting is that feeling of peace and calm. So that is now what I get up every day to do. It's not to get any more money or do anything else like that. It's to have that feeling of peace and calm. And you will have that again too, no matter what you're going through now. But it starts within and doing a little bit of self-discovery and building from there. So in that, um, someone has asked a question about what you were talking about a minute ago, which is the I am statements. Mm -hmm. So they've said, said, how can we be careful of not becoming complacent in terms of putting in efforts, i.e. doing the work? I set an alarm on my phone as I was getting used to it. So having doing my affirmation five times a day, I just set an alarm on my phone at five different times and no matter where I am so that I don't forget to do them, I stop and I do it at that moment. So, but also the minute you, it's just, again, it's a, it's a muscle you have to practice. So, uh, sorry, a muscle you have to build and the more you do it, the better you get. So it's when you're in that space where you're feeling a little bit stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed and and thinking, when is this going to end? How do I get through this? It's at that moment when you recognise that, you know, Wayne Dyer and so many others have spoken about this actually of being the observer and, um, then it's it's well I'm recognizing that I'm I'm stressing a little bit I'm getting into that space stop and close your eyes and just think of three things that you can be grateful for so it's setting your phone as a as a prompt is fantastic but then also just recognizing when you you're feeling that little bit of anxiety and stress okay I just need to step back into my space of gratitude um, let me just suggest another another thing that you can do in around that if you are into apps there's some very good habit tracker apps. And what you can do is if you're starting to develop a habit around I am statements or gratitude or exercising every day, any habit at all that you want to develop, you literally just put the habit into the app and then you tick off that you've done it every day. And for someone who's kind of focused on the idea of ticking and achieving, that's that's a really good mechanism. We've got another question here for you, which is, do you have any advice to ensure other people's energy or mindset doesn't impact your own? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> because um, do you know what? I There's a couple of things that I had to put into practice. So um, my beautiful mum passed away about three years ago. She actually took her own life. But she, you know, Rebecca Gibson was talking the other day about, um, you know, narcissists and coping with them. And I did learn to ensure that she didn't zap my energy and I love my mom I miss her every day Um, but she was the one that taught me the most how to put up boundaries without offending people so if you're talking about people around you especially if they're in your your house or your family um, it's you figuring out a way you can put up a little bit of a boundary so if I have some and I have a, a team that I work with as well so if I have someone like that I actually if they say you know I'd love to chat to you can we talk you know what I'd love to chat to you too I'm free Thursday at this time so I know I can prepare myself for that 
Um, but also then if there's someone in your house, I mean, I'm so lucky that my husband is just so easygoing. It's all of this stuff that I've unpacked and uncovered. He's just going, yep, okay, that's okay, we'll do that. Yep, we'll do that. But I know a lot of people whose partners um, may not be as receptive when you're starting to think a little bit different and believe a little bit different. So you just have to, um, the, uh, going back to getting into the habit, Michelle, of doing the do, um, people will start to respond to your vibration. The more you do the do, it's those daily practices that people will respond to. Yeah, and I'll just add to that, they need to see the difference in you mm-hmm. and the truck that we can make um, if we're in that sort of situation is wanting to save the other person or wanting to change the other person or believing that it's our job to um, help the other person see the truth, none of, like all of those things are the worst possible thing that you could do. It's about you being responsible for you and trusting that your light will shine through. Yes, and that's one thing I did have to learn a lot was that um, just by being you, you can be the example for so many you know, I, I don't talk a lot about this to people, but I've had people come to me and say, I don't want to, um, you know, join your business or anything like that, but I want to do whatever you've done over the last 10 years. You're a completely different person. So when you're stepping into being that authentic you and who you want to be, other people around you will be attracted to that as well. And that can have you, you're impacting the world just by being you one person at a time. Absolutely. So if you are watching and having any wonderings in your mind about Lisa's story or would like to ask any more specific questions, please feel free to do that. We've got just a few minutes before our session's going to wrap up this morning, but I just wanted to read out to you a couple of things, Lisa, about what's been going on in the Facebook group. So people are saying thank you for your genuine heartfelt sharing, um, talking about constant abundance and gratitude, like what you're talking about. Um, someone else is talking about meditation and um, different frequency experiments. Mm-hmm. And then we've just got another question that's come in. Give me half a second. Okay, cool question. So this person wants to know, how do you increase your vibration? Well, the more certain you are. Um, I mean, if you... If you stop and do a visual, for me, it's visualizations and gratitude, you know, that space of gratitude, love and gratitude, and um, they're the two highest frequencies you can give out. Everything else below that is kind of pushing things away. So when, you know, you see that person walk into the room, it's like, oh, the whole world just, the whole room just goes, oh. <laughs> they're obviously feeling something below that. So the, the language of your heart is what is going to put out your vibration. So the more love and gratitude you're feeling, that's how you get your vibration higher. So that is exactly where I focus, um, you know, if, and my visualisation. So those three things together, that's how you can increase your vibration every single day, the more you practice those things. Just added a couple into the chat. So the other ways that you can increase your vibration, uh, meditation, journaling exercise, but also your food is a big part of your vibration. So some people don't know this connection, but food itself vibrates at different levels. So, for example, if you're going to eat um, some kind of meat that you don't know where it comes from and it could be from anywhere, anywhere, and the animal might have been treated badly, etc., that level of of food and the way that you're putting nutrients into your body is very very different to if you choose something like a plant-based diet as an example so food definitely vibrates at a different level and helps 
your vessel to be prepared to vibrate higher. And you know what, while we're talking about food like that, that is huge, a huge part for me and um, and how I help people too is you need energy to get through something like this. And so what you're putting into your body and your gut health is going to determine your brain health and your mind health and how you can actually handle this. So when you're filling, filling your body with sugar and alcohol and coffee and all those sorts of things, that's not setting yourself up for um, this challenge that's ahead of you. So the cleaner you can eat and the, the more we can focus on gut health as well, which is not my area of expertise. That's why I don't usually share it. But um, it is so powerful to actually feel so open and clear in your brain and what you eat will change that. So you need you. to be if you are interested in more in the food side of things, then my suggestion is to go and have a listen to Joe Fermanis' talk from this morning at 9 o'clock. She's an Ayurvedic practitioner. So go ahead and make sure that you have a listen to what she's talking about. But in, in food is a complex area. It's not my professional area, but the way that I choose to eat is plant-based because everything points toward that. Yeah, Absolutely everything. All the research, all the science points Absolutely. toward it. Absolutely. Okay. What other questions do we have for Lisa? There's just a couple of minutes before we're going to wrap up. Someone's saying live. Oh, live. I'm reading live. She means live. <laughs> it even says live. I just wrote, thought it was live. Live prana rich food, fresh water, clean air. So there are other tips about increasing your vibration. There's lots of ways to increase your vibration. So yeah. just Google them. You'll come up with 20 million different ways. Yeah. Um, this someone else had a different variant and uh, of that question about if there's people around you and you want to influence them and this person was talking about their partner specifically did you want to add to that in any way I think we answered that question adequately but just be so sure of of where you're going you know the more certainty you have it's going to just it's it's that vibration that affects people around you it's the certainty you have to just be so what other people think of you is none of our business and that includes your husband sometimes so, or wife. Um, you know, there's been a couple of times where I think my husband thought I was completely mad and I just thought I know exactly what I want. I don't know where the path is coming from yet, but I just I need to just keep going each day to get towards it. So it's just your certainty is more important than anything else. Beautiful. And a few people are asking where they can find you. So what is your <laughs> preferred way of being contacted? Ms. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, but as I said, I'm a rookie to all of this. So um, this is still just discovering how I can but help you. I think it's really powerful if you don't mind me saying, um, so someone's just said that they, that I think an imagining bright light around you protects you from negative energy. What a beautiful thing to say. But what I wanted to say is I think it's great. I think it's awesome that you are sharing your story without even necessarily knowing what the next steps are because it's through sharing your story that the next steps will emerge. And that's often what people don't understand is you have to, have to, have to take action before you are ready. Yes. Do yeah. not sit there and wait for all your ducks to be in a row and then I'm going to start my business or then I'm going to start this or then I'm, no, 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 that is not how it works. You take action and then the next step is revealed to you. That's yeah. how it works. And yeah. that's exactly where I am. <laughs> I just, I, I've just had this overwhelming feeling and it's been something that, and I that's why I loved Rebecca's talk the other session the other day. Um, 
you know, it's just a feeling. And I think I've just squished it thinking that inner critic again that Sally was talking about yesterday in her session, that inner critic going, who do you think you are? What do you have to offer people? Like, this is just your story. But what I'm learning, thanks to AJ a lot of the time too, is that stories really are so powerful to help people when they're in that same sort of situation that other people have got out and you will get out of this as well. And it's just my experience. And if it helps someone amazing, that's all I want from it right now is just to be able to make a difference. Now, someone's saying Nosh is a tech guru. Yes, Nosh is a tech guru. (laughs) Someone (laughs) likes what you said about what other people think about you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of thank you, absolutely loved listening, et cetera, et cetera. So can I just say a massive thank you from the point of view of AJ and myself and encourage you and anyone else who is listening, if you believe you have a story that is worth sharing, you do. If you believe you have a message that will help other people, you do. If you believe you are getting some kind of downloads that that require you to share or write or speak, you should. Do not disregard those taps on the proverbial shoulder from the universe. Mm. That's the way I want to wrap up. Anything you would like to say just right here at the end, Lisa? Oh, do you know what? I Just that this is actually a gift, um, what we're going through right now. I see it as a gift. Um, I would never actually change anything from the last 10 years of what we've been through because it has made me the person that I am today. And knowing that everything is happening in the right way at the right time for the right reason, just trust that and do the self-discovery around it because the, the biggest growth comes from times just like this. Fantastic. We appreciate you and thanks again for your contribution. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 